fellas. Hey, Kev. Here's something. Y'all know about this Baldur's Gate 3? Oh, my goodness. Bald her? I I've barely heard. know her. <laughs> oh, oh, Justin, such ribald humor <laughs> might not sound like it belongs in the realms of fantasy, but Baldur's Gate 3 might beg to differ her. Is it a wacky fantasy? It's got some goofy, it's got some wacky, I'll tell you. I've been hearing a lot of Baldur's Gate talk out of nowhere, uh, and this is just adding to that uh, that fire. Fuel to that fire. All, all that uh, I know about yes. Baldur's Gate is, is that it has animation of someone kicking a squirrel to death. What the fuck? Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into all this. So, Baldur's Gate <laughs> franchise. Uh, is literally based in D and D. It's 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 an adaptation of the Dungeons and Dragons system, where essentially the game acts as a virtual um, dungeon DM. master for for yourself. It creates a party to follow you around. The original Baldur's Gate, you know, these, these are games that came out you know in the nineties, um, but were very very popular. Helped launch uh, the Bioware sphere so uh you know our act is the template for things like mass effect and dragon age and all that very beloved acclaimed games that kind of disappeared you know for 25 some odd years until this year in august uh when uh there was finally a Baldur's gate three um to to come along it brought to us not by bioware but by larian studios uh who uh produced the divinity original sin games Ooh. that are very good this this is what you think about when you think about a fantasy rpg big fantasy settings elves dwarves uh, uh orcs etc and and none of that sounds particularly special but what i think baldur's gate does baldur's gate 3 specifically does better than i've perhaps ever seen any other game attempt is freedom of player choice and i'm not just talking about like oh they give you three dialogue options <laughs> and you you choose which dialogue option you want to do L truly in basically any scene or scenario in the game there are a dozen different ways that you could go about it and the game has considered these ways um, so, you know, if you're investigating a dungeon and you want to get around some traps, obviously you could just do it the normal way and get around, you know, some high level trap checks, but you could also move around all the crates in the room to cover up the, the traps themselves. So you don't Ooh. get covered in big flames. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah. and, and on top of all of this, there is just an unbelievably, uh, dense and beautiful set of like narrative writing and character writing fully vo every person you encounter in the massive worlds that you will travel has like lines of dialogue animation of them saying it any fucking rando on the street has like something to say about current events you have a, an unbelievably like well-drawn 
um, set of party companions that can go. It's a small party. It, it, it taps. It, it maxes out at like nine. Um, if you if you don't piss anybody off, you can have like up to nine people follow you around, and they're all really well done. Of course, you can smooch most of them. Don't worry. Oh, thank goodness. Um, it's a very important part of a game like this: is who are you gonna smooch? Mm-hmm. Um, but. There's just, around every corner there is something different. There's a spell in the game called Speak with Animals that you can cast. Certain uh, uh, classes can cast this spell. You can find a scroll for this spell. And it allows you to speak to any animal that you encounter. And that animal has a fully voiced conversation that you can participate in. Every fucking squirrel, every fucking pig, you can you can engage in a storyline. Often the squirrels and pigs have like information. Like if you're investigating a murder, like maybe the pig saw something that you can ask the pig. <laughs> oh fun. And this is something that, like, the game has considered. The game, there's also, of course, the famous Dungeons & Dragons spell, Speak with Dead. So, again, like, any corpse you encounter, you you uh, uh, can learn information from. You can ask five questions, too. Um, and whether or not you killed that corpse will affect how willing that corpse is to help oh. you. But there is all of that. I know, but I'm not going to tell you because you shot me with bow and arrow. Because you killed me and I'm mad about it. And it's really fun. Again, fully like voiced uh, uh, every fucking component of this. There are so many malleable different ways that you can do this. There is an entire character class that you can set at the beginning of the game called Dark Urge. That essentially has a completely additional storyline that runs throughout this 100-hour game, uh, where there are just these. Uh, you have uh, this character, unlike all the other characters you could roll up, has no memories, but they just feel this this inner urge to kill and the game responds to you in different ways there are new characters that are only available in the dark urge plotline there is a there is a whole um companion in this game a a whole a whole party member that you can that you can adopt who you can only get if you do like a truly heinous evil action like an action that will cause several members of your party to leave like i cannot fuck with this guy and this character who in any other plot line you have to kill as part of the main quest becomes like a really well-drawn companion that you can have with you that has like her own fully drawn set of of sequences and thoughts and reveals and romances all these things but like are just kind of like a minor npc on on the path of the main game um this this thing is is long it's drawn out but you have so many you know different character classes and races that you can play with and the game reacts to you differently depending on if you're you know a particular race people uh in fantasy worlds have different thoughts about different races Mm -hmm. but they affect like what dialogue you have they affect whether or not like someone is friendly to you or hostile to you openly um and i just the it's so dense it's so loaded to the gill there are like there are boss fights that you can skip either through like passing you know dialogue checks or whatever or offering someone to something or like 
you can transform the boss into a sheep with a spell if you cast Yay! the right spell at the right time and then suddenly you're not fighting oh. a lord of vampires you're fighting a sheep a regular sheep uh and that is something that the game like encourages you to do the, oh, cool. these are these are not it's not like cheating in like a speed run kind of way where you're kind of like breaking the game. This is all stuff mm-hmm. that the game is like, it's on the table. Do it. It's your, you can absolutely do this if you so care to, because like they, they want that malleability. Uh, but it's just, I, what I'm, you know, and the game is like very good. The main story is very good. It's all about like, possession you get some mind flayer business the big uh squid guys that eat brains um the probably the most interesting thing from the whole wizards like fantasy absolutely a a cool like in terms of like original fantasy stuff D came up with it contributed to the fantasy genre at large um what if cthulhu was like a bunch of shitty guys that worked for a big, big brain. Yeah, is is, is what good. it's all about. Is peak quality. Absolutely. As far as just like D and D stuff that isn't, we just did the Lord of the Rings. Um, mm. Like, the, what are they adding to the universe? That is a huge, huge, big one. Um, and that is like I don't know. As soon as I got back from uh, Salt Lake City this year, you know, I bought myself a little PlayStation Five, bought myself some some Baldur's Gate three, and just tucked into a big old fucking meal and a meal that you could like in theory do over and over again with incredibly different (laughs) results with incredible like an entire different story you know party members you can just kill or deny or anything if you if you chose to do such a thing um thousands and thousands of decisions that you make throughout the game that all have ripples and and implications of their own it's staggering um because like i don't know you know games like skyrim which purport like infinite freedom and opportunity and things like that for me those games usually end up being like you are in a pool of water of infinite length but incredibly shallow depth you can go anywhere in this pool of water but what you're going to find is ankle deep water wherever you Mm. are that's what Mm -hmm. you're going to find here you are in like a full ocean with a shore but also peaks and the San Marianas trench that you could fall into if you're not too careful um it's unbelievable if your main character dies in a way that cannot be like taken back like there there are ways to revive people who have died uh but sometimes there's just like well your corpse is on the bottom of the ocean like not much we can do about that um, one of your party members can just take over as the new protagonist of the story. You can just choose, like, all right, this guy's in charge now. Oh, wow. That's fun. It's, it's That's so nuts. cool. You reminded me of a game that I started but could not finish called L.A. Noir. And ah, yes, 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 yes. The, the press X to doubt. I, 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 it was a game I was desperate, desperate to enjoy. But I could not do it just because there's too much stuff in it. And like you'd pick up a <laughs> cigarette butt and the guy's like, I don't think this is relevant. And I'm mm, like, I have to look at it from this. I have to look at it every angle. 
Mm. And so uh, I, I say this because this game sounds like kryptonite. I feel like I would lose my life to this game, this Baldur's Gate game. Uh, but You surely could. I am uh, just on fucking YouTube like all the time now, just finding shit that I'm like, I didn't even know this was in the game, much less like how it, it, it defines you and reshapes like the story of the game if you find these like little instances. It's nuts. Nuts. Well, Damn. Damn. Uh, well, maybe, maybe if I just decide I want to vanish off the face of the earth, it's a good way to do it. A Baldur's Gate, yeah, because that's the kind of like that kind of shit would drive like drive me wild in a good way. Because I'd want to explore every last. I'm I'm a completionist in nature, and uh, that would be too much. It sounds like it's. It sounds like it's drawing more from its, like, heritage of the mm-hmm. PC game, where there is everything to click on, and carrying that into the next, like, development compared to, oh, like, what yeah. happened with the Fallout franchise, where they took a PC game that, like, reveled um, in being a PC game where there's basically anything mm-hmm. based on what you click on into like all console and just mostly keeping the aesthetics yes, exactly and but this is like really in keeping with what was good about the original Baldur's gate games or or rpgs of that era while still like taking it into the modern era it's not like a graphic throwback to Baldur's gate games and like it plays a lot better than those Baldur's Gate games. I have tried, but, like, I just bounce off those fucking things because the combat <laughs> is so obtuse. I just have no fucking idea what I'm doing. This is oh, incredibly easy yeah. to understand. Very basic, like, turn-based combat. Here are your spell slots. Here are here here is your big sword. Hit them mm-hmm. or don't. You know, not my problem. <laughs> do you want do you want to turn into a monster this turn? No? Okay, cool. Do something else. Um... <laughs> uh, and those and those PC games never have a tutorial, ever. It's yeah. It's always just the mo- like you, you have to read the little manual that came with yes. the disc in order to which you can't get, really get your hands on so much anymore. It's a little harder to get the the manual of the original Baldur's Gate. You know when you buy it yeah. on Steam. Well, those things don't and, exist. Don't like just a manuals yeah. like prima game strategy guides. Like mm-hmm. if those things yeah. exist, I don't know where they're at. No. And unfortunately, game guide writers aren't the best writers. No. no. <laughs> so learning how to play no, a guy- game with any esoteric combat is no. Uh, people can try to explain it, but I, I had... I am no bravura gamer. You know, I, 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 I am a regular gamer, and I had no problem uh, singing. Once you understand, like verticality plays a role in combat especially if you're using like a ranged fighter or something like that and you know there are different there are different levels but like you get it 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 it, it all becomes evident very quickly it's an it's a remarkably remarkably well-designed game that doesn't feel like it's cutting corners just so it can also be on the playstation uh eventually on the switch i'm sure um it will nuke a switch's hardware you know but i'm <laughs> and it'll be if they can get witcher 3 on there they can get Baldur's gate on there i'm i'm convinced um but yeah it's it's really it's really something i'm just taking with it i started a dark urge playthrough but i've not gotten very far because time is 
finite, you know, and I'm like playing, replaying this hundred hour game is not something I'm immediately ready to do. But this is a game that like mm-hmm. people will start and like not finish and they restart because they're like, well, I want to try playing it like this. I want to try this kind of character. You know, there are characters that don't use weapons at all. You just punch them with your little fists. There are characters, you know, who are wizards and just throwing fireballs down from the sky. And again, like, there's a whole alternate story you can play if you just select this, like, one character introductory option that just has, like, new dialogue in basically every interaction that you... It's... I, I can't understand it. I don't know why, why... Why would you do this? That's so much work. Before the game came out, they were like, oh, yeah, there's something like, I don't know, like, 250 hours of cutscenes in this game or whatever. And that it... It's, it's oh, not a... Wow. It's not like a Metal Gear situation where it's like, well... Time to watch this one-hour cutscene. Uh, you know, put the popcorn on. It's not that you, you're never sitting there watching endlessly long, like pre-made cutscenes. What it's saying is that, like, we've thought of everything. There are slight. There are a hundred different variations on the cutscene, the ten-second cutscene that you're about to watch, based on relevant information. Um, it's yeah. What they what they've done is unbelievable. I uh, uh, look forward to more of it i'm i'm hoping there's dlc i'm hoping you know the ending it has a real like 70s movie ending where it's like all right we killed it roll credit you know like no <laughs> no denouement we, we shot al pacino in dog day afternoon like roll credits we're going home you know what i mean um and i i'm, I'm hoping that gets fleshed out they're updating this game like crazy and adding all kinds of new stuff if you can believe it uh but they're adding new stuff all the time and uh, there's there's more, I'm sure, around the corner. Uh, God bless. That was something. That was something. Game of the year. Game of the year. Game of the year. Uh, thank you for sharing that with me, Kevin. I, uh, I want to play that game, but yeah. also I don't because I will lose my life to it. I get it. I get it. I'll lose everything. And I can't do that. I can't lose my wife. I can't, I can't lose, lose my dog. I can't do that. <laughs> can't lose. I can't my lose my pet turtles. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, Vaughn, you don't need to worry about your uh, your oh, no. pet turtles oh, no, there. Wow, big old. Oh, oh no! Oh, no, no, Cajun man. Justin's Cajun man got me. Oh no! Remember, remember Adam Sandler's Cajun man, <laughs> where uh, everything he said would always mm. end like in om so kevin nealon at the weekend update ask would ask like oh what's your favorite summer treat and he's like melon uh it would yeah it all he of his knew, he he knew how to say a funny all of sound his, yeah every question that would uh every answer he would give had that all sound so what's your favorite uh former soviet republic azerbaijan <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, Cajun Man, what's your uh, favorite band? Hello, Mellows! That's Cajun Burn. <laughs>